All righty. We are live. Okay. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> I feel like we're barely hanging on. I know. <laughs> we made it on. We made it on. <laughs> Cheerios. Happy. Uh... Oh, look at that. Really? White berry oh, juice. Really? There you go. Cheerios. Very smooth. Cheerios. Cheers. 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 Cheerios, Justin. Ah, so good. Really? <laughs> it's a berry. No, I'm good. Good water. So, yeah, we made it. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope I could not think there. of a better day to do a show than Tuesday night. You know? I know, Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> well, Tone Vase hit us out of nowhere yesterday on July 4th, Monday. Yeah. It's like, so like a sneak attack. <laughs> That's Anybody else in on the No. Stream? Okay. We have uh, Josh D422, Fungibility. Hello. Shout out to Josh. Anybody that and wants Monero to. Space. Hi, Monero Space. <laughs> put the link in there, right? I'll the put it in the air. Yeah. I tweeted it. And hello, Justin. How do you do, my friend? Things are all right. Things are all right. Things are back right. from being off the grid. <laughs> how uh, how was your trip? <laughs> oh goodness! I brought this uh, this Chardonnay out of all things, all the way back from. Oh Hawaii. why? Now you moved on uh, nice. to white. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was I was all over the place. Lots of places with no internet, but it was it was a lot of fun. So wait, where where'd you? Yeah, go? I missed the beginning of your conversation here with Sonia. Where'd yeah, you guys uh, go? Or where'd redo. you go? So how was it? What'd you do? Where'd you go? Oh my gosh. I did a 19 day trip, really wow. 20 days, including the fourth, I guess, through, I, uh, you know, North Dakota Badlands, Boise, Yellowstone, Glacial Park, Wind Cave National Park, Salt Lake City, oh, wow. <laughs> South Dakota, Wyoming. Holy shit. That's awesome. You're by yourself for most of it? Yeah. Oh, wow. The first, okay, it was bad. The first few hikes, I didn't buy bear spray, and I was just kind of hiking alone, and that was a bad decision. So luckily oh I'm God, alive. Yeah, you should never I go bought, hiking alone. Yeah, I bought bear spray for my subsequent hikes, but that was probably a bad choice. That was that was what we would call the using Bitcoin security method, right? You're, you're not really having the main safety. All you needed to do is just carry something around with you to be a bit safer, but you're purposefully being very unsafe. <laughs> Did you, you ran into bears or? No, I mean, I saw bears, but I didn't see them on the trail. There were like, uh, there's a reindeer I actually ran across. I was walking along a trail and there was just a reindeer on the same trail. So I tried to get off the trail to like avoid it. And then it started following me up the mountain. So then I tried to <laughs> hike on the other side. So luckily it was just a reindeer. Very cool. So oh, sorry to hijack this conversation, oh, Justin. Justin vacation, but no, yeah, no. yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. That's awesome. No, that seriously, sounds, a lot. Of that's pretty. So, how long were the hikes that you went on? I mean, right. um, so, all in all, I hiked over a hundred miles. What? <laughs> how, many, how many miles, dude? Over a hundred. What was like uh, the most you did in one day? The most I ever did in one day was twenty-five in Grand Tetons. Oh wow, that's Whoa. amazing! In the Grand Tetons, so I did like in Grand Tetons. There's two canyons: of the Paintbrush Canyon and some other canyon right below it. And I did the top one, went over the Teton, and then went back the other one. So that was a very busy day. I had to literally climb my way around snow that blocked the trail. So it was it was a bit, it was a lot. Did you I love hiking. people during these oh, hikes? Or, but, wow. Yeah, that's insane. No joke. I love hiking. Yep. Yeah, we do a hike here. It's good. You ever hear, I'm sure you never heard of it. The Devil's Path. Have oh, you ever heard God. of the Devil's Path? So it's in the Catskills. But it's 26 miles, and you go through like five peaks. So the elevation isn't super high because it's like the East Coast. But you you go through like five different peaks, and we do it. We did it twice. Oh, no, we tried it one time. We didn't make it. But <laughs> you heard the story. I'm not about to tell that. Yeah, story. don't tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't embarrass anyone. Yeah, don't do that. Do not do that. But the uh, <laughs> the other two times we went, but we go straight through the night. Like when you so when you did your 25 miles, how many? How many hours was that? Eight, eight hours, maybe. Oh my god! So what are you? You're what like are you like speeding, Yeah. 
how many hell? and you're going up peaks right this isn't we're not talking about like flat holy crap yes yeah, you're uh, an animal man well we should know because when we went to miami and we were meeting you at that restaurant and oh then, yeah that's true that was funny i'll, I'll give the context you, up, you, had, you had a little bit of a like, heavy don't breath worry. you're like what's up you're like oh i just you know rather than telling the uber the other destination i just got out and started running <laughs> You can't so like, Uber won't let like, you adjust the destination anymore. Like it used to let you change the destination, yeah. but like it wouldn't let me. So as I was driving, I'm like, well, you can let me off here, as I said in broken Spanish because the driver didn't speak English. So I was trying to be like, let me off here on this street. And so they did, but I still needed to run like half a mile to the new destination. People want to know if you saw any Monero yeah. stickers during. No, your- I did not see any Monero stickers. Did you but put like, any up? unlike, so I I would genuinely feel very very bad putting stickers in most of the areas I went hiking. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you don't sure. have stickers like in in like very rural, very outdoorsy. No one goes here. Leave no trace. Like takes pre- precedence over put stickers places by by a lot so you'd have to like chisel it into the side of a mountain you really should not do that <laughs> like i love monero but you should not do that <laughs> so i'm trying to look we should get more people on here even watch the tone vase I, i'm guessing you didn't even watch it actually i actually did. i watched over the first half <laughs> okay yeah, Did totally. two of you watch the whole thing? I watched it. I watched oh, it. I was trying to comment as a, I was like walking when he went live. So I was w- going for like a long walk, but I was trying to comment, watch it at the same time. Did I miss anything in the second half? <sighs> no. Like there was no, I mean, what, what, what do you think the best point that was made? I don't really understand. First of all, I don't really understand the purpose of the episode. Like, why all of a sudden are they just at- randomly attacking Monero? Maybe because we saw them at Porkfest. Because <laughs> I gave Tone Vase a coffee. <laughs> he gave him a coffee. He's like, those damn Monero people. <laughs> so it's all your fault for seeing him at Porkfest. Yeah, that was all. We had a great, we saw him. It was all very cordial. Right? Yeah, it was all fine. Yeah, yeah. That was fine. He went on the attack. Yeah, it was kind of random. How did Porkfest go? Have you had a? I know I missed at least one Monero Topia. Did you already talk about this? Yeah, we talked about it last time. Yeah, no, it was amazing. We had yeah. a great time. It was an awesome, awesome time. Yeah, we should. We were saying next year, you know, we want to try to round up a contingent of Monero people. There was a lot of Monero people there, like a lot of obviously people we've never met before that were very hardcore Monero. Monero was definitely uh, on the scene there, Porkfest. So we're thinking it'd be awesome next year if we. Right. Up a bunch of people. We yeah, have made like, like your a little... own little section village. Yeah, a lot of people accepted Monero there. It was pretty cool. Wait, really? Yeah, oh yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember, I was driving in. I think and this is why Toad saw... Bay's got all nervous. Everybody, everybody. Well, actually, most people were talking Monero and Bcash. Yeah. Right? And Zcash? So, no, Bcash. No, Bcash. Bcash. Oh, okay. big there. Um, Monero's big there. A little dash because we met what's her what's her name uh, the dash girl the the one that Justin you know who I'm talking about the she used to do a lot of videos and Amanda B Johnson yes, yes Amanda B Johnson yep. she's yep. awesome she was there she's like the she most was, positive yeah. person I've ever met in my she's life really chill really yeah. cool so those were kind of right yeah big on the scene oh they were saying pirate pirate coin oh, yeah, was, there was there of course pirate very, you would have like, loved they, it. <laughs> They, they basically had, sailed the pirate ship into yes. the. Uh, and they had well, a, I guess a anything that we're talking about it now, so clearly it works. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> great at the PR. Apparently, they have awesome. a lot of a lot of money to spend on PR. Yeah, they had like a little theater, well, a theater like a screen. They started showing Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it was a little. <laughs> it was pretty. It didn't really fit like the no, it was, it, pork it was, fest. It was a little out of place almost. Yeah, but hey, I mean, it just go? goes to show that. Uh, I mean, you show up, you're the person who hands out Monero stickers at even a Bitcoin event or a Bitcoin uh, meetup or whatever. And all of a sudden, Monero's con- and privacy is the conversation, you know, conversation everyone's talking about. So it uh, it does matter that people go to their local communities with, you know, either copies of Mastery Monero, which I mean, I'm biased, I'm, I'll help release that. But 
Monero stickers or whatever. I mean, it definitely helps. Master the, the Monero change in the time. We should have brought those. We should have brought the uh, books, right? Yeah, that would have been nice. People yeah. would have loved that there. Because people kept coming back to us. I mean, they love the coffee too. We, yeah, if you're serving good coffee, that's going to be really like, good honestly. Kept saying, oh, you're the Monero coffee people. So... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is there a better compliment than knowing that the Monero people know how to throw a good party and know what good coffee is? Like you kind of cover most of your base. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. You do a bad job. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. New Hampshire. Should we? Um, oh, so Sean's saying he's having camera problems. So yeah. Tell him to come on with without a camera. Well, that's what I said. I, mean, I was like, jump on with I did. Audience. I did make some notes quickly about, I mean, if, I don't know how much we want to talk about tone. But I feel like we have to now because we, we, we uh, like we said uh, we would so much. Also, maybe this becomes something that people watch after they watch that video. You know? We need to, we need to Hopefully. Reach, we need to, <laughs> what's that? Hopefully. 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 I did, I, um, I did take a look at, uh, oh, goodness. One second. I'm getting it test uh i okay. thought tone started direct messaging me and then i, I realized <laughs> it was actually a fake tone vase but i actually thought, didn't realize it for like the first four messages oh wow they like, almost got you they should have gotten like give us no but it was like, one of those basic, like, like <laughs> yeah like trading things but he's like how's your trading going i'm like is he is tone vase taunting me right now about <laughs> so, i really thought it was him I was like, hi, Tone. I'm not much of a trader. And then the guy kept going, like, oh, wait a minute. This is a, a fake Tone Vase trying to sell me trading stuff. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Fire trading signals from yeah. fake Tone Vase. I wonder if it was purposeful, like targeted against you, or if it was just coincidence that a fake Tone Vase would be reaching out to just I don't know. random crypto, pe uh, crypto people. Like, it just kept going and going. <laughs> With all that spam that takes place, I mean, do they get any customers that way? Like you see on the YouTube videos, all like, well, I've figured out how to make you know a million dollars with trading like i guess it must sadly work right they must be I mean, getting what's the cost of them spamming messages basically yeah i'm just wondering what so, yeah what the return is yeah i don't know what the return is you trying so, to try to start your own scamming business now <laughs> maybe <laughs> just seems doesn't seem worth the effort <laughs> um so yeah let's get sean up here so yeah what are your notes i think we should watch before we do anything can you play tones intro like sure. basically like oh the just at the stage yeah yeah because i thought that pretty much summed up the whole thing let me see if it'll i do have some i wrote down notes from the first half only of the interview okay let's see Cindy is bringing up the video <laughs> Let's see. Oh, wait, we on. should just go through the entire video. We That'd should do hilarious. this for like, <laughs> it's gonna be like a two hour thing. Stop. Just to <laughs> rewind, replay. No, no, what I. All right, Chrome tab right here. Crypto scam. Right, mm. her. There he is. Crypto scam, a show that I have not done in ages. Uh, there were a bunch of episodes in 2017. Uh -oh. uh, we snuck uh -oh. in an episode or two here and there, uh, but I could not think oh, of probably. a better topic. Uh, need to try meeting Mike. Back with the yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll mute me. And I have two amazing guests who you have seen on the show before, uh, Bitcoin Mechanic and Giacomo Zucco. Hey, how's it going? Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. All right. Um, hey guys, yeah, Giacomo, it's been a while. We've been missing you on the morning brief shows. Uh, mechanics been filling in the spot nicely, and um, hope you guys are doing well. It's evening time for uh, Giacomo, and uh, as you can see, this is a true fireside chat. I am in the woods of Pennsylvania. We're gonna jump right into the show, uh, but I just want to uh, say that man, that tweet that we're gonna do a crypto scam on Monero. Uh, really uh, kicked the hornet's nest, uh, to quote Bitcoin Mechanic in his DMs to me uh, right after that tweet. And um, I just want to say that this is not a debate. Like everyone is asking me to bring on the Monero people. Guys, this, this is not a debate. I mean, this is just why we feel that Monero is not the greatest thing in the world. And, uh, and because of that, uh, we wanted to present it in this format so that in the future, 
I no longer have to type 100 messages saying why I think Monero is a shitcoin. I can just send them this video. Uh, I did not prepare a lot of research for it. I did not dig into the technicals of Monero. This is just our, uh, I don't even want to use the word expertise. This is basically our knowledge of the blockchain and our experience of being in the blockchain space for quite a while and our general thoughts. Uh, guys, you have anything to add as an introduction uh, before we jump on with, uh, have a little bit of an agenda, just topic-wise, and then we're just gonna dive right into it and have a fireside chat on. Yeah, just one thing on my side, uh, the reaction you're having with your... Okay, thanks, that's enough of that. I mean, that's just unbelievable right there. Yeah. That pretty much. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's just such a classical. I am an expert because I am in the Bitcoin community and therefore everything else is just something I don't really need to spend much time of effort and researching, but I'm still going to go out of my way to say is clearly the wrong approach because in the, in the setup I've created, Bitcoin's the only thing that makes sense and therefore everything else is just clearly wrong and broken and it's going to zero and who cares? Like, why not? They should have just done their homework a little bit. I mean, there are criticisms to be had, you know? They just didn't even, like, technically make good criticisms of the project, even though ones exist. But what's interesting is that they felt the need to do this show, and it sounds like a lot of people have been asking them, "What's the? what do you think of Monero? To the point where they're like... Tone is tired of tweeting about it or I guess messaging with people and he's like, I'm going to do this show. So that, I mean, that's got to show that, you know, they're... I mean, they're, I, I want to be somewhat careful because I mean, the Met, I imagine the way that they, some members of the Bitcoin community, imagine some members of the Monero community is similar to the way that many members of the Monero community view the majority of members in the pirate chain community, right? They see us as just like loud people who don't actually right. know what real life is like and know what real trade-offs are. They're just showing up, arguing a certain point and, and saying that privacy is important. We're going to go this route and, you know, Monero's privacy is significantly better and we're not paying attention to all these cool liquid things on Bitcoin and we all just need to be patient and right, right, figure right. out the trade-offs. Like, I, I, I get it. But, but that's think, not really the analogy, though. Right? I don't think it's fair. And I also don't think that in valuing things certain ways, like, I think the way they are valuing their prior priorities really puts privacy as a very low, low-weighted value to them. And I think they put fungibility at a low-weighted value, like, to the point where they're kind of dismiss any sort of shortfall as just the way it kind of has to be. And it just, it doesn't actually have to be that way, right? Like it just doesn't, right? So I don't know, hmm. it, it's frustrating, but Sean, sorry. Hey, Sean. Sean. Hi, Sean and Richard. Want to say hello? Hello, everyone. Hello, Sean. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for coming on. Richard, you want to say hello? Hello, all. Hello. How's it going, Justin? <laughs> so I, were there any valid arguments that were that were even made like anything that you like picked up on justin where you're like oh okay this is worth discussing you said you took some notes <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if it's all right can i can i just take the floor for like a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 this you is what we guess. want we want okay you're all even to be informational <laughs> all right so there's a few things this is again just from like the first half of the show but they jumped around so i imagine they probably my guess is they kind of came back to certain of these points in more detail but if i miss anything Doug, I mean, you watched the whole thing, so let me know. So the first thing I got, and these are some of the arguments they made. So they said, first, Bic they really, really pushed the idea that Bitcoin is more decentralized, and they sort of really pushed the idea that Fluffy Pony is, or some individual is the one that really controls decisions about what happens on the Monero side, and that it's very centralized, and that there's very little opposition and Monero changes and like about what we do and why. That's one thing they really sort of drove home. Another thing they said was that in Monero, there are no ASICs. And the way they viewed this was that it was very, very bad in their view because they sort of feel like ASICs are inevitable. So if they aren't there, that means that there's some form of, in their view, there was some, you know, force of centralization in the way or some force of market inefficiency by being a, like a, like a, a, an immature market. Um, they said, 
Monero is unscalable, therefore it's centralized. That's largely a point that they made. Um, they parroted ideas that privacy is coming to Bitcoin, so you don't really need to worry about figuring out what's happening with Monero now. Like, you know, Bitcoin will eventually address this, just you see. And they really gave the idea that CoinJoin on Liquid is, is an example of what would address this, so to speak. And I think at the end of the day, like if you just, I mean, I already basically said this, but I just think that they simply don't think that privacy is really important enough to justify some of the costs involved or defending it. And I think they really like overinflate the costs. Like some of us here see privacy as a very, very significant benefit. I think they see it just as a pretty minor benefit. I think that they see fungibility as a very minor benefit. So they try to weigh a lot of the, you know, trade-offs that Monero makes. And I, I mean, I, to some extent, I agree with them that they are trade-offs, but I see it as you would take this very small transaction cost and make reasonable assumptions in certain ways in order to have these huge benefits to privacy and fungibility properties of money you would want. And I think they just see that as like, well, I don't know why someone would really go out of their way to do this or want this. And, you know, crazy people can always still use coin join is sort of what's going on in their head. So um, I think some of the assumptions, these are kind of these, this is kind of me deconstructing where I think they're coming from. I think in their point of view, they really can, a lot of the discussion was constructing like theory Bitcoin versus theory Monero. Like in theory, this is on like a super extracted from reality, taken to an extreme, you know, Monero is more expensive. Therefore, when taken to extreme is more unscalable or Bitcoin when taken to extreme can have good privacy and, and these sorts of things. So I think they kind of viewed the extreme of Monero in its worst amplified and Bitcoin sort of its best amplified in ways. Um, not to dismiss, I mean, certainly Monero contributors do the same where some supporters will say, you know, Monero amplified in a good way is makes Monero better. There's obviously more nuance to that, but I think that here it was kind of only goods of Bitcoin versus only bads of Monero. Um, I think that a lot of the arguments they're discussing, for example, things like, uh, I mean, the things I mentioned earlier, like Fluff, like Fluffy Pony is not actually a person that's in charge of really anything in Monero anymore, right? So like, which of the arguments that were addressed specifically speak specifically to the needs of normal people? Like what do we actually, at the end of the day, most normal people want? Are they going to talk in circles about the potential censorship resistance of Bitcoin versus Monero and the far nuanced debate topics? And, and, and what was it? Was it uh, Jean Cobra, whoever said, said that like, it's hard to actually do the analysis of what is more centralized or decentralized on ASICs and Monero. They're like, it's really hard to actually have a real comparison but then they're like, actually, Monero is obviously significantly worse, despite no ability to really do a good analysis. So, like, I, I don't know. It's I don't want to speak too long about too long here, but it I, I did feel like they were very willing to give Bitcoin the credit, which to some extent it's deserved because it's around and it deserves more of the benefit of the doubt compared to Monero. But I think it was sort of taken too far, and I think that sort of the assumptions and Bitcoin's position about privacy, about fungibility, about what the real needs are in practice, you know, in reality for how people actually use these, these networks. I think that Bitcoin was given way too many benefits to the doubt, actually. And so well, yeah, I can see why if you do that, you're like, well, Bitcoin's actually fine. But I, I just don't agree with a lot of their working assumptions. I don't agree with the, the way they weight the benefits of these blockchain systems and what people actually care about. And I think that like, they were far too quickly to equate the idea of privacy as being equal to a decentralized system. Like, sure, these are related, but they also are very much distinct things. So whenever, like, they had it, they started getting into a nuanced conversation about what privacy benefits are, the vast majority of the time, they didn't really talk about the actual privacy benefits or, or drawbacks. They really just talked about the idea of decentralization, which, I mean, sure, this is an important trade out of a cryptocurrency, but these also are very distinct things. So they kind of, like, very broad brush covered privacy with decentralization, which I just, I just think speaks to the the host's misunderstanding or, or, or lack of under you know, specific yeah. understanding of, of in-depth privacy stuff. So sorry. I would, say, here, I would say the but, more, uh, the topic they should have been talking about is censorship resistance and unconfiscatability, right? Like, which is, you know, that's the reason why we want things to be decentralized. So just talking about that and then factoring privacy into that discussion, 
and there's a lot of arguments to me at how privacy adds to the censorship resistance and the unconfiscatability of Monero, right? And then, yeah, with the decentralization, I mean, it's kind of a moot argument. Oh, not moot, but I mean, it, Monero is obviously working as is. And I don't see if, if Bitcoin can become decentralized and in their minds it has, uh, why would Monero face a different a reality? There's absolutely no reason why. If anything, it's more likely to maintain, you know, become even more decentralized given random X and couple of other factors. So even those are, I don't really get the basis of that, that trade-off argument they're making. Cause it's not really, that wasn't, that's not a really major trade-off that Monero has made. I think it's, you know, has the ability to be more decentralized than Bitcoin, how decentralized it is right now. Like we said, that's really impossible to measure. Um, so I, Oh, I want to bring up a point too. I mean, the, the, the you know, the, there are other major uh, reason why apparently they they needed to do this show is because they thought you know or they think it's irresponsible to be out there pushing Monero and telling people to essentially use Monero is like kind of one of the messages I heard at least from pretty sure it was Tone Vase and you know like this idea that uh, it's irresponsible because Monero uh, isn't like tested and you know we shouldn't be moving trying to push people into into using Monero and you know obviously as a store of value right they think it's completely irresponsible to um, you know use Monero as a store of value I think our other major points what do you guys think about that well just to say something I mean, I think they spent like the latter half of the video on, on just like mining and they were thinking that Monero was GPU mined like for right. a good 30 minutes right. and only to correct themselves. Uh, so in my opinion, it seemed like they were coming from a perspective just like not really knowing anything about Monero or maybe knowing something about like the the first few iterations of Monero and not really knowing about the, the current developments. Right, which is that clip we played in the beginning. Tom Vase basically said, like, listen, I don't really know anything, like everything about Monero, but here's my opinion on Monero for why I think you definitely should never, you know, touch it. I mean, like, okay, what? I, I get their point, right? Because it's, it's easy for someone to come out in the cryptocurrency space and simply say, this is better, prove us wrong, right? Like, in general, that's something you want to try to avoid. You have groups come out here all the time on the, the privacy side of things. I mean, that's that's what's most visible on the Monero side of things. Where someone forks Monero, increases the ring size by one, and they're like, wow, it's so much more private, right? And obviously the reality is that's just not the case, right? So I think I at least, I, I perhaps understand why they'd be like, well, you can't take random X and the like as, as being proven and like, or you need to be careful. Like it's only going well until it's broken. You sort of had that mantra, which... I get, but at the end of the day, like there has to be a line at which, okay, well, what sort of information would actually support in your mind this being a sensible alternative approach, right? You can still potentially say this is something that I, I think is perhaps the right way to do things, but it doesn't mean that on the other hand, anything else is, is tr necessarily tragically terrible or a non-starter or, or completely egregious or the like, right? So to some extent, I hope that in the future people sort of take Monero's different design decisions is not necessarily just being like this, this rash approach that someone is taking by a centralized group to do this sort of thing. Like it doesn't have to be Monero painted like in that sort of foil type of way, which a lot of people do. And I think if you actually look through a lot of the assumptions, like they sort of had the assumption, well, Monero doesn't use ASIC mines, so it has a centralized development group, for example. Like you can pretty easily say, provide good evidence to suggest that's not really the case. Or, you know, Monero is an ASIC mine, so therefore like all it takes is someone to make an ASIC to, to really go out of its way to, to, to have a good attack on Monero. And I think logically you can kind of work through why that hasn't really been the case. There's a lot of other factors involved and someone just making a more efficient cpu in mass like they're, they're real obstacles to doing that in practice and like the idea that oh monero's blockchain is so big so therefore no one can run a node despite monero have some some of the highest node counts i mean it, it really actually rivals bitcoin at this point with the number of nodes in the network so like if you actually start to break down the theoretical arguments that i think are being made here on a super super high level like sure you could say 
in a vacuum, a bigger blockchain means fewer people on average will run a node, but for some reason, Monero users are disproportionately likely to run nodes, right? Or sure, in theory, someone could make an ASIC, but in practice, there's all this other stuff that gets in the way that prevents someone from making an ASIC that is overpowering other users on the network. So like, I do hope that they sort of take it more than just, okay, well, our assumption was this, but that's actually not happening in Monero. Why is this the case? Is the case actually likely that Monero just is this novice, stupid, scammy project that is a shitcoin? And obviously, we probably would not agree with that view. We'd point to other things. But I, I hope that in their minds, they're sort of placing barriers where they don't exclusively think of this mental framework as, well, it's just inevitable that it will end up exploding. Well, what if it doesn't, right? So I, I hope that they <laughs> think about things like maybe Monero is onto something here. And, and sort of looking at what specific indicators would actually be the case that Monero contributors, the Monero community is actually seeing some value in privacy that actually makes sense and, and everything else that it does. I think anybody that watches that video that's, you know, an open-minded person, whether or not they're currently a BTC maxi or not, but is like fundamentally open-minded, will, will stop. If they don't know a lot about Monero, after watching that video, they're going to go look into Monero. I mean, because I mean, you watch some of the arguments they made, even if you knew nothing about it, they start to just like contradict themselves in their own arguments. They were like, oh, uh, you know, uh, well, Monero's market cap is, you know, it's 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 not even in the top 10. It has, you know, so the market has spoken. Uh, oh, but then again, you know, if Ethereum uh, were to pass Bitcoin in market cap, that wouldn't mean that the market has spoken. That would just, you know, mean something else. And then they're like, oh, you know, in Monero, they say it's used on the dark markets it's becoming more popular in bitcoin well uh I, you know there's a lot of dark markets that still use bitcoin and then eventually they're like well let them have the dark markets that doesn't mean anything anyway uh, you know that was uh, that that really doesn't mean anything anymore so they would just like start to contradict themselves and even in their own argument they made a lot of lot of weak arguments but uh sean i i, I see you raising eyebrows as we're talking here what did you did you watch the Tone Vase video? Did you get a chance to watch it? Uh, yes, I did. Well, I gave up after a little bit, but I'm sorry to, to hear. Back. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and unfortunately, I went in uh, not really knowing much about the individuals involved here. Um, I know you know a couple of the people I heard of them, but I've never looked at any of their work. I'm looking at this from a technical perspective. So I went in. I was hoping to see or hear a lot of arguments that are specifically about technical details. I thought it would be an interesting time, and oh boy. Wow. So uh, I don't think I actually heard them make any technical statement that was even remotely close to being true at all. So uh, that's pretty impressive when you can be wrong about so much in such a quick period of time in such rapid succession and then keep going back to the same mistakes over and over again. So I give them credit for that. But um, it took me a bit of time. And I think um, based on my notes, I realized that the people that are there obviously have no technical understanding of anything. But what they do have is an understanding of social organizations. They seem to be interested in the social organization of what Monero is versus what they're familiar with. Bitcoin is a huge mess of chaos that kind of came out of nowhere and just keeps being more rumbling chaos all the way through. And they've also compared Monero to Ethereum, which is a much more modern project with a lot of people involved, a lot of decentralization. So their arguments are always talking about how does Monero compare to Bitcoin and Ethereum? And every argument they came was came up with Let's compare this to one of the two and then declare that Monero is worse for some particular argument that we're going to make up out of whole cloth. So, yeah, it's they it's you can't I mean, you can't really come up and say that they actually said anything positive about Monero at all. Like everything that they came up with as an excuse is wrong. And it's like it's a complete hit piece. They, they were creating things on the fly, trying to come up with excuses to like blame things. And they never really came to any consensus about it because they contradicted themselves so often. So. Yeah, I, I didn't get anything positive to be a takeaway from the entire experience. So. Yeah. Okay, good. Who else we got on here? Um, we have uh, John. I can't read the name. Camus. Hi. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Hi. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to hop on here. I think the thing that I took away from this whole video and I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched probably less than half of it before I had to turn it off, but <laughs> they kept saying how they didn't want to have a true debate. And I think that's exactly what we need. Um, 
I think that Monero is very strong in a lot of the areas that they were saying it was very weak. And I know Monero isn't perfect. Nobody's saying it's perfect, but they're acting like it's horrible and like this piece of snot anywhere close to what it actually is. Comparing it to Bitcoin, where does it stand? You know, that's arguable depending on like, what are we talking about? Dollar value? Are we talking about whatever? You no, know, there's different ways you can measure that, but they're just saying it's nothing and then Bitcoin's everything. And I think that's definitely the wrong way to look at it. And I do think we need to have a debate, but we need to have some sort of Bitcoin maxi that's willing to have a debate. And most of them aren't even willing. And I think that's the problem, really. Yeah, we need to talk to some of the more middle of the road people. The samurai wallet people, right? I mean, they're uh, they're really opening up to Monero and they got a lot of flack from the Bitcoin community. I think that's part of what prompted them to want to do this, you know, for Tone Vase to go do this episode as well. What do you guys think about that? I completely agree. There was huge drama on Twitter when they uh, said they were adding atomic swaps. I'm sure that was a big factor for doing this. Yeah, did they even talk? Oh, they did talk about it. They basically said uh, the ideal atomic swap would be a Bitcoin to Bitcoin atomic swap. Was, was it them saying that <laughs> don't use Monero, just use Lightning plus CoinJoin? Is that what they were arguing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were saying that. And, um, Sorry, not Lightning. Uh, yeah, liquid. Liquid, liquid yeah. CoinJoin, I believe. Yeah, do atomic swap into Liquid. I mean, yeah, I guess. The thing, Monero, Monero works like now, today, for what they're hoping Bitcoin achieves one day as well. So to just completely discount that is ridiculous. I mean, just take a step back, right? You're literally comparing use Monero, which is by reasonable definitions, a decentralized network, right? You can go back and forth about the nuances and you're going to be talking in circles for a while. But Monero is reasonably decentralized compared to something that is explicitly federated and would still require a user to go from a transparent network to a federated network and then use a privacy feature on that federated network that's opt-in. Like you are so many layers re removed. Like that is just simply not equivocal. Like it just simply isn't. And for someone to think that it is, they're solely thinking about it as a user who wants to like get privacy for their transactions. They're not really thinking about it as a user that just wants to use a system that just protects their privacy out of the box, right? Or, or trying to design a system that prevents mass surveillance, right? Like there are so many layers of abstraction, so many assumptions you have to make, like to even think that those are equivalent on a privacy scale, I think you really need to be removed from reality in terms of what, what users actually want and I, I think you just generally don't take the privacy concerns of normal users, non-experts, seriously. Yeah, but also like to mention with CoinJoins, there's a fee involved with that, right? Monero has it as like a baseline. There's no extra fee you have for the privacy feature. If you're going to do it with Bitcoin, then you have to pay for it. And I think that that's, the, that's a big part for me, that it's, um, it's not just extra, but it costs extra too. It's, it's almost like a service in that sense. In fact, it, it literally is. Yeah, what market makers are going to trade on Liquid and use CoinJoin, right? Like, let's see what adoption this gets. Yeah, and then just in terms of trying to use Monero privately today versus using Bitcoin privately today, I don't see how it's more responsible to tell somebody to use Bitcoin and try to explain to them how they can use it privately. If they do all these things correctly, they might be able to get away. As opposed to with Monero, I mean, you know, there's it's really kind of foolproof in many ways. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I don't really care if someone says that Monero is a bad investment. I don't care if someone says it's a shitcoin for the sake of investing and holding or whatever. At the end of the day, I don't really care. But if someone just looks at the fact that, you know, looks at Monero's utility and then tries to claim that Bitcoin covers all these use cases, I mean, that's just strictly not true. Like, it, it, it strictly isn't. Like, you can look at the Monero transactions per month, com compare that to Samurai transactions, compare that with Sabi transactions, compare it to everything else, and it's clear that 
no one wants to use Bitcoin for these sorts of things. It's more expensive. I mean, in, at the moment, it's cheap to use this on Bitcoin. Bitcoin fees are, are low at the time of this video, but it's still more efficient, for example, to send Monero transactions that are private than Samurai transactions that are private. And obviously, we've said that we have a good working relationship with Samurai. I love the fact that the Samurai team is outspoken about defending privacy on their network. But like at the end of the day, I think that most people would, you know, at least in isolation, would prefer a system that by default protected the privacy against mass surveillance. So we, I, I can't speak for Samurai, but wouldn't it be great if, if for Samurai's sake, they hid the amounts on the Bitcoin network, right? For confidential transactions. So um, it's, I don't know. I forgot where I was even going with this conversation, but it's just, it's just not really the same. It's, it's just frustrating to see these painted as, as sort of like, you can do this on Bitcoin problem, like, Monero doesn't address any use case when like it so obviously is far more useful for, I mean, certainly transactions in the low millions of dollars. You can argue, I mean, they, they, they rightfully said that Monero is also liquidity in the several millions of dollars, but like what number of people are transacting over 10 million, 20 million, $30 million of Monero? Like, sure. Then it becomes more difficult to Monero, but most people aren't doing that. Most people are just doing like small donations that they want to make and, in practice, it is far more worrisome to recommend that someone use Bitcoin for that than they do Monero, frankly, right? So, another thing was um, Tone. Well, after the show, he had then tweeted and said, uh, "You know, I was on Monero Talk two years ago, and nothing has happened in the Monero except for the price going down versus Bitcoin, like completely discounting." all of the, the progress Monero has, has made. So that, that was uh, the icing on the, on the cake. Nothing matters except the price, usual right, guys? number go up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Somebody, somebody <laughs> responded. They're like, Monero has since implemented ASIC resistant random X, implemented blockchain pruning, implemented CL SAG, Bulletproofs Plus, and Dandelion Plus Plus, integrated Tor and I2P, implemented and conducted the first XMR BTC atomic swaps, overtake, overtaken BTC in the dark net, and for ransomware payments. I thought that, you know, but Tone is like, yeah, but the market cap, you know, it's gone down versus Bitcoin, so it's done. What, um... We actually have another guest here too. Okay, Omar, if you want to say hello. <laughs> hello, how's How it going? You? How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having the show. Uh, how'd you find us? Yeah, how'd you find us? And uh, well, I've known about this show for a while from uh, seeing the links being posted on Reddit, but this is the first time I've been able to actually make it, see it live in person. Awesome. Awesome, man. What you, did do you follow Tone Vase? Did you watch the Tone Vase show? Oh, I uh, right before this show, I watched about the first half hour, just like everyone here did, and totally just couldn't stand it anymore. Um, yeah, and I just it really bothered me how they're just he just couldn't look at the technical aspects and kept focusing on um, just price and just things that to me don't matter in a coin. Um, you know, I think us as the Monero community care a lot about uh, the privacy tech and don't care so much about the noise around that. And yeah, it just, it just, he just seems to just not really care about tech. And so I just kind of had to shut it off. But that was bef um, like, I hadn't watched the actual Monero is a scam video that he put up in which, you know, the first five seconds he says he hadn't even looked into it so yeah i might have not been worth my time to even yeah no, spend yeah. on it but if, if you if you look at the monero talk video i actually ended up leaving a comment and you know and in retrospect uh i guess that wasn't necessarily worth my time since he doesn't care about the technical aspects or to even look into monero in the first place yeah i hear you man getting hot over here right yeah was that thunder here or was that somewhere else no that was here okay elsa's on its way <laughs> is that what that is yeah who else uh, wants to chime in here on these topics well i just overwent my notes again and it looks like there's only one statement that anybody made the entire time about usability 
like everything they said was about like what would be the long-term social aspect of the group uh, of, mm -hmm. excuse me of the monero community so they were saying things like you you have to have prune nodes in in third world or something like that when you know that, that simply isn't true it, it, this isn't that much you know hardware you have to put in for a node you can get these running on you know raspberry pis and things like that but there, there's only one technical aspect that somebody said about there could be a potential danger by using a pruned node um and that was it that's the only thing everything else was specifically about number go up mm -hmm. so i guess there was one mention that didn't get specifics or anything but that might have something to do with usability but best if i know it's just everything they said all it's all about money they only care about the number going up and right so right from my perspective well as far as i'm concerned they're pretty much they're showing exactly what their interests are they're concerned about monero actually being successful and when people have so much investment in say an existing coin they don't like any new competitors so they're going to know as much as they can and since they don't have any technical understanding about anything they just their only attack can be on the social concepts and and all the technical references they get are completely wrong so yeah <laughs> no concern about usability at all yeah i mean like justin was saying i mean monero monero has has nodes uh but they also seem to suggest that they made it I'm, I might have misinterpreted, but they were basically saying, you know, people need to run their own full node in Monero for it to really work. Right? Was that wasn't the, weren't they trying to make that point as well? I mean, there's there's really no increment. I mean, there's no incremental requirements in Monero by comparison. Like, if, if someone tries to argue it's an incremental reason to do it in Monero as opposed to Bitcoin, I think they're just looking at such like this weird picture. Um, I I didn't get that. I really don't get that arguments uh, i think people in monero are more likely to and i think they actually did mention that like they're like yeah monero users in general are just the types of users who are more likely to run their own nodes but they don't do so because they like have to necessarily right um i don't know i mean even in the monero community we were so worried about the fact that people would have to use like lightweight nodes or lightweight wallets or, or these sorts of things and and even even those scaling concerns that were brought up early in monero's history were like we haven't even seen those being very materialized, right? Like the idea in 2016, 2017 was that you'd be running your own node, that you would provide your own lightweight uh, or view key. You'd provide the view key to your own node, which would then do the scanning locally and then send data to your wallet. Like that's something that we haven't even seen like the strong need to. And I'm sure that they would argue that's because of low use, which to some extent is true perhaps, but like I think largely speaks to the fact that um, like even then we didn't expect Monero to have as much adoption transactions as it did you know, at this point. Like what Monero is doing now is, is, a, is a good growth case compared to what people would have expected many, many years ago. So even so we're not strained, right? Like I, I think it just speaks to the fact that there are a lot of other variables than just, I mean, it's easy to sit down and be like, well, this is incrementally less efficient transaction. Therefore it will, scale literally to an infinitely horrible com by comparison like it, it just doesn't make any sense it, it's just I, you can argue it's less efficient but you can't you you shouldn't argue that it is literally impossible therefore and is therefore like they just take it to an extreme i don't know it's 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 frustrating when big like yes bitcoin does deserve more benefits of the doubt than monero like it does Right, it's been around for longer. More people use it. Has the adoption improved it? They definitely deserve uh, more benefits of the doubt in the conversation. If we're sort of like unsure about what way it goes, and Bitcoin has been around for longer, like I get placing your eggs in that basket, but it's not the end-all, be-all discussion. It doesn't mean that everything else is a is a failure if it's different. So it's I I just wish people were less likely to just extract everything to this whole like hypothetical level that isn't actually very useful in, in real life and just try and run with it when in practice we have mass surveillance on bitcoin and that is real and that is impacting people in significant ways and people use monero as a as a way to opt out of that and that gives them real benefits so let's not just compare a bunch of egregious worst case scenario cases that someone's saying on an extreme and Bitcoin doesn't have any downsides, but Monero does by when you, when you do look at them incrementally and say that therefore Monero is useless. Like they're, they're, 
it's not useful to have that one-sided discussion when you're talking when, you, when you're having an argument where you're claiming that you're being nuanced about trade-offs and the like but then you don't really talk much about the benefits you don't have someone sharing why privacy and fungibility and avoidance of mass surveillance is super important you aren't really having these nuanced discussions you're just talking about why for specific points you mentioned why when taken to extreme bitcoin performs better that's not useful sorry obviously I was yeah. <laughs> after your relaxing vacation you have to come back to this man yeah, pretty yeah. much yeah <laughs> did you um, miss I the have, violence <laughs> i have something i could add about the uh whole blockchain growth scaling side of things that i, I believe actually Arctic Mine was on a Monero Talk episode I saw a while back. I don't remember which one, but he said something like a, a one megabyte on the internet today would have been equivalent to like 60 megabytes in 2010 when uh, Bitcoin was released. So this whole like scaling uh, idea of like, oh yeah, Monero transactions are like four or five times bigger than Bitcoin. Yeah, that's true. But... <laughs> Keep in mind, a few years ago, they were much bigger than that. And also, the internet in general is improving. And, uh, you know, it's hardware and bandwidth and everything is more easily able to handle this amount of data as time progresses. So the whole, uh, I think he said the goalposts were moving while everybody's arguing about this on your show. And I thought that was a really good point that he made. Yo, yeah, 100%. I mean, how do you discount that? How do you not take those things into consideration you know uh technologies advance the hardware is going to improve and then on, on the monero side like you said i mean monero itself will become more efficient so why why would you not take that into account what do you guys think about uh so ransomware uh there's been some new ones right some i haven't been totally following it but is is monero being mentioned in those are they asking are these guys asking for monero or only bitcoin Anybody know? You show, you don't you know what I'm talking about? There's like I think another. I mean, they're happening all the time now. But there was another like. Did you see the R evil? Um, evil recent case. That might be the one I'm talking about. Which one was that? So with R evil, they basically hacked like quite a few subsystems, and yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, so for for like the subsystem, so to speak, they apparently are only accepting Monero or payment in Monero for those smaller ransoms of a few hundred thousand or tens of thousands or whatever per system for critical systems. But oh. for large, like apparently, or at least reportedly for the large decryption key, which is for everything, like the whole package effectively, um, it's tens of millions of dollars and they're accepting Bitcoin for that, which is in line with most expectations of liquidity where they would take a pretty severe haircut if they receive payment in, in Monero for, for those large amounts. So it, it would make sense for them to prefer to actually receive Bitcoin and then work with money laundering experts effectively for a fee in order to uh, cash out those dirty Bitcoin you know, cheaper than them paying the premium on the Monero. Mm -hmm. But for small, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, low millions, uh, you know, Monero is a lower premium than, than Bitcoin. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're thinking we're, you know, this is the direction things are moving in, correct? In terms of uh, these guys starting to ask more for Monero than Bitcoin or what? what's your take on that? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like it, a year ago, people just started taking Monero. Now groups are Monero only for under a few, like, you know, a couple million. So that's obviously a big change. Do you think there's going to be a challenge there with liquidity? I mean, do you think... Um, I mean, there already is. I don't see why they would take Bitcoin in the, I don't know, 30 million or whatever they're asking for. Right. If there wasn't, a, you know, realistic limitations with acquiring and selling that amount of Monero. So, yeah, I think that if Monero liquidity increases, that they will attempt to take it all on Monero. I think if Monero liquidity decreases, they probably will stake Monero still for, I don't know, sub-million dollar ransoms perhaps, but the large ones will still be in Bitcoin. So uh, basically, we shall see. We shall see what happens.
Sean, you got any comments there? How do you see it see it playing out as ransomware uh, continues to increase and it seems like the trend is towards using asking for Monero more? Or do you think that trend continues? How, how are you seeing it? Well, I could say that most likely for smaller transactions, it's probably going to be Monero. It would probably be one of the preferred um, currencies in that case. But for larger transactions, that's you know the liquidity providing processes as far as i'm concerned the biggest limiter that's going to limit everything and although we see a lot of information about the request for payments we never get information about the actual transaction details themselves unless they happen to accidentally be published you know years later during a trial um, so we don't really know exactly what prices are being um, paid for access to these source keys we know that something happens and some of the people involved in these uh, hacker communities have gloated that they always get a certain amount but that's that's simply not true likely the negotiation that goes on behind the scenes because everyone's everyone's interested in not actually state what goes on, although inevitably they have to show what the original demands for the prices were. It's likely the settlement is much less than anything that's demanded. So if a request was for in US dollar equivalents like a million dollars, it's probably less than a quarter of that, or if even less. Um, the people involved just simply want to get their transactions done. And a lot of things that are going on now aren't just simply hacking into a system and locking it down, but also embarrassing for a few companies um so when you go up to higher scales and things like that it's more likely bitcoin is going to be developed yeah it's interesting to watch it evolve i um i'm like dying here in the heat with this. yeah totally <laughs> just like a tropical front moved in over here and it's right it's like it's a, really it feels like we're in a rainforest right now Guys, anything else you want to bring up regarding uh, Tone Vase since that was the topic? The Monero is a shit coin, shit, shit show. I think we pretty I much covered it. I mean, what else are we going to say? I do want to add a point about how I'm really disappointed in that group because not just they didn't understand any of the technical details, but they really didn't, know, didn't even understand the social grouping of Monero. Monero is number three overall as far as developers go. I mean, GitHub proves that. You can see the number of people who are working on all of the Monero-related projects. Um, Tone obviously doesn't know anything about Monero. Said nothing happened in the last two years, but the last two years has been seeing more activity in the community than like all the rest combined. It's just there's so much going on right now, and so much is happening. There's you know the whole uh, what's the group called the uh, Monero punks that's just started up. There's just a whole bunch of new things that are going on, and a lot of people are talking. So somebody in that group, in that setting where, it's where they're trying to analyze the social setting here, how could they be that wrong? Monero is basically as high as you can get. I mean, you, maybe you can say Ethereum has more actual active developers on it, but Bitcoin doesn't. We're incredibly active in that. It's just like, it's it's intentional. They're just intentionally blind about what's going on. I mean, they, they straight up wouldn't have done a show about Monero if Monero was you know losing relevance. So it's obviously gaining relevance, which is why they did a show about it. Like you say, I mean, every metric is up in Monero, you know? uh it's it's use i mean it's it's up in all in all metrics it's you know it's value versus the dollar so it's not up against bitcoin but you know everything is is up trending up most importantly it's it's usage but i think we we butchered this um and anybody you know hopefully we get some people that watch <laughs> the tone vase show and they come watch this uh but i think we we gave it enough effort there yeah. I think we gave it, gave it enough attention. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a very hard time believing that they were arguing in good faith. It it just seemed, but yeah, when they, nothing had an, else. they had an agenda, yeah. right? I mean, why else would they be talking about it? We sh uh, we're having samurai. I'm interviewing samurai uh, while tomorrow, so that should be cool. What time? What time? Because I'm doing the Monero Twitter space thing tomorrow, too. Um, probably going to be doing that around 6 p.m. tomorrow. All right. When you're done with that, make sure you invite you and, and Samurai hop on the, the Monero Twitter space. I'll be doing what that. What time does that start? I think so. I, I, I decided to start it at 2 p.m. Central. So three year time in order to accommodate for as many Europeans as possible. And I'll I'll just keep going. I don't think I'll end that soon. So that <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, I gotta see if I can come hours. in because I have I have work and then I run home do the interview and I'm actually doing it at uh 
a family member's house where we're having a barbecue. I'm just going to lock myself in the room for an hour. So I'm already being pretty rude there. Um, so I don't know if I'll be able to jump on or Franya may, may be joining us if that's the case. That's hilarious. No, they're, they're, I, I've, well, my respect for them has only grown over the last year. Like it really has. I see them as people who do genuinely care about not just privacy on a theoretical level, but privacy in practice, which is what really matters. I think the more you look at it. So you interviewed I, them, right? Not too long ago. I interviewed them maybe just under a year ago, maybe. I feel like it was like earlier this year. Yeah. Maybe it was like maybe. August or September 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. You, you, you knock some sense into them. Now they, <laughs> Go just they're already on that trajectory. Going into that interview, I, I, I like ahead of time, I didn't really think about samurai much more than wasabi. I sort of thought of them as like, you know, this or that, you know, flip a coin, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but um, going into that interview and since it's, they've really been the, the, the main voice defending privacy on Bitcoin and they've kind of been alone <laughs> and sure they're aggressive about it, but I just don't see enough users actually saying anything similar, like where you can even argue that these people are being egregious about it. I mean, sure you can, but at the end of the day, these are the only people that are saying anything in, significant in favor of Bitcoin's privacy. So, I mean, maybe focus on the privacy side instead of just complaining that they're doing it in a way that you don't agree with. <laughs> like, I don't know. So anyway, I'll, I will watch the interview that you have on tomorrow. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, um, anybody have any anything you want me to bring up or ask them? Why, why I got everybody? Let me know if there's any anything that comes to mind. Any... Uh, <laughs> Anything you want to ask Samurai Wallet while, while I get him tomorrow? I would I would love for you to ask like if if I, I know that they don't know for sure, but I would love if they could try to estimate the amount of toxic change that users still have left over from using Samurai that they actually expect users to want to swap into Monero. I mean, there's discussions. I mean, some people are theorizing that okay, you have all this toxic change sitting there for years, and at the time it was worth nothing, but now it's a lot, and you get all these. Like, you got a bunch of theories going on. Right. Okay. I would love to have their guess. Like if, if they had to just rough ballpark estimate what this looked like, I would love to see what they would have to say. And the idea that people would want to then move that into Monero. Yeah. It's a whole plan. Like they're not supposed to spend these on the Bitcoin network in a way that connects it with any of the other transactions. So the idea is the user swaps it for Monero where you know, from then on, the transaction link is realistically broken. I mean, certainly not in every single possible case obliterated, but like you get the idea that it's clearly good, better than, uh, you know, Bitcoin. So that's, that's the, one of the intents of the atomic swaps, as far as I understand. Anybody else? Anybody yeah, they, else have well, any uh, says, uh, samurai wallet asking, question? What's Vic saying? Are they implementing Comet or Comet? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is that what they... That's a question. Do we know what they're going to be using? Yeah, I believe they're using the, the comment method or the, their method. Okay. All right, well, guys. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thank you to Cake Wallet for sponsoring us. Of you course. the best, as usual. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vic is saying, Vic. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter what time... Justin's doing the show. He so says go on for doing it for hours. so long that no matter what time <laughs> he'll start it. at three, he'll maybe end at three in the morning. Yeah, we'd not be twelve hours long. <laughs> what was your record? Yeah, you maybe want... eleven. Yeah, what was the? <laughs> I think that was as Monero hit like five hundred like... or something, right? Or oh, that or night it probably was like eight to ten. It was at least. Oh my eight god, hours. I don't know how you. You I should do while hiking. While hiking. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to you pass out. <laughs> That would probably be a pretty That'll quick That'll be play. a challenge for you. <laughs> That's funny. Well, all right then. Um, yeah, Vic, thanks again. Cake Wallet. Thank you. Thank you, Cake Wallet. You are the bomb diggity. And I know someone mentioned that they like the hat, our cool, cool hat. If you want to check it out on our website, gratuitous.org. Oh, yeah. 
Buy some coffee. Buy some coffee too, because that 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 that's very helpful. <laughs> it helps support the show. We'll be drinking some tomorrow morning. Yes, we will be. And uh, yeah, I guess let's We're, call it a night. Yeah, let's call it a night. It's we gotta go sit in the here. AC. We don't have yeah. AC in this room. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully, you don't mind us. Uh, Thank you, Doug and Cinda. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> I think this is good. Uh, mission accomplished here. Hopefully, um, this video pops up more than Tone Vase's. <laughs> Let's I'm do sure it. That, I'm sure. Make sure happen. to like, <laughs> subscribe oh, yeah. to Monero subscribe. Talk. <laughs> yeah, follow us on Twitter, Monerotopia, Monero Talk, and gratuitous. Well, gratuitous XMR is our Twitter handle. Yeah. Just like and subscribe to our channel, please. <laughs> All right, guys. Everybody right, have a good guys. night. Thank you so much. Thanks for the show, guys. Ciao. Thank you guys yeah, for tuning in. Thanks for joining in. us. Yeah, thanks everybody, to the that, everybody that jumped on the stage. Awesome. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much, and we look forward to being back next week.